0: Hey y'all, this is Seba, the Southern Fried Witch. And this is episode 21 of season two. And today is the last day that I will be 55 and I'm having trouble. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. This is a little bit harder than I thought it was going to be. It's that kind of spillover place in a life where I don't know, I reckon until now I could say I was in my early (laughs) fifties and that wasn't really true, but Sometimes we like to pretty things up a little bit, and I prettied that one up real good. But now I am on that downward slide. I always come back to life in the spring. It always is something that I can't ignore, that my magic turns and kind of blooms here around this time of the year. And I do notice that things are getting more and more potent all the time. It's sort of a shame because it kind of comes along with an aching back and a head of white hair. But I mean, what would I have done with this kind of internal personal power when I was 25? Oh, God, y'all, I would have been a uh, hell on wheels. That would have been dangerous. So maybe it is better to wait till you're older to have this kind of flame inside of you. But as of which, I have to tell you that I never enjoyed my birthdays. They were always complicated by my upbringing and by my shame that I was even alive. And I haven't had a lot of good ones. That is until my 50s. They took a turn. And since then, they've been well, they've been extraordinary. I think the older we get, the more we value them at same time, I think the harder they are to grapple with. This is maybe just a me thing, but I just find it, well, I just find it ironic. I find a lot of things ironic that I'm growing in so many wonderful ways while my body is diminishing. I know that sounds so depressing. I don't mean it to be depressing. It just is what it is, you know, is just all part and parcel of this, uh, croning thing. There's no way around it. Y'all know some of my deepest crushes. Yes, they are women are Helen Murren. Oh my God. I can't stand it. She kills me. That sense and sensibility that she has, but that raw wit when it comes in, it's a slayer. And just recently, I finally started watching uh, Grace and Frankie, and now, after having watched her on the big screen all of these years of my life, I may be in love with Lily Tomlin, and I'm not embarrassed of that. Also, what the fuck is up with her clothes? I need everything that she wore in this. But I digress. What I love about these actresses and the characters they're playing is this wonderful, new, very new for me anyway, exploration of what this time can be. I mean, according to most, well, timelines and age markers, these women should be in their crone years. And I'm seeing instead just the navigation between what sexuality means at this age and new ventures that these women are going on that have little or nothing to do with being a grandmother. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Oh, y'all, I love being a grandmother. It's just not all of me any more than it was for me to be a mother. I always argued against this. What is this category I'm being placed into? I'm a mom and that's it. And it's not that I don't understand the wonders of being young. I do. I remember quite well. It's just that some of these moments, some of this terminology is crippling how we understand the stages in our lives. And some of it is so deeply embedded in the craft that it becomes, and you guys know how much I hate this, dogma. It doesn't leave any room for growth or exploration, and it really bothers me. All that being stated, I would take a day. (laughs) I would take a day in my youth just to be able to run again. But just lately, I've been having memories. Um, I think I'm one of the very few who, in my 20s and in my 30s, really did feel my youth you know, it was like an old soul being shoved in a young body and having this opportunity to kind of relish all that. I remember, I think I was in my very young 30s and stretching and feeling that youth and I remember, you know, going on long bike rides with my children in Jackal Island. That's over in Georgia. It's a coastal island. And it was our magical place when I was single and raising them. And just feeling the, the possibilities of my body. It was, uh, It was extraordinary. It was like sinking into a very fresh glass of Pinot Grigio. You know, all that brightness and all that possibility. That was the body aspect of my life. And I did relish that time. I did. I remember kind of feeling like Peter Pan. I was accused of that quite often by my friends and family that I thought I was Peter Pan. Well, it turns out I'm not. (laughs) I may be more like Wendy. (laughs) Well, unless we want to consider that my inner child is Peter Pan. And I was way more like like a boy growing up. Um, always identified that way growing up. Didn't have a lot of acceptance for that, but it was sort of complicated as identity always is, especially gender identity. And especially for, you know, for me being a mother, I never knew how to couch that side of myself up against the physicality of being so, well, female. And I'm really late to the game, y'all. I'm so late to this uh, place where people understand that there's a lot of fluidity to things like that. When I was younger, I didn't understand. I thought it was a little secret I had that I felt like a boy. I still, which is interesting, feel like a boy who happens to be a mother and a grandma. That's okay. I can be this anomaly. I can be this strange amalgamation of all these things. Because as I learned when I was, you know, young and studying for my doctoral degree, the ancient goddesses that I did dig into, they, well, they, they subverted all of that. You know, they could be maternal and they could go to war. They could be benevolent and benevolent. I say this all the time because it was such a shock for me that so many different things could reside inside of a frame, and it made me feel a lot better about things. I suppose I'm an old, nope, not old, aging Peter Pan who happened to be a mom. That might be a little too personal. I hope not. But sometimes I feel like it's still my little secret. You know, I like to tell my deepest and closest friends that I'm a man living inside of a woman's body, but I'm totally cool with it. (laughs) I don't know if that made any sense to any of y'all, but I'm totally cool with it. And I don't think everybody is. And I don't think everybody necessarily should be. But this is my experience. I shaved all of my hair off back in, uh, I think it was the year 2000. I'd have to go look at pictures. I'm not quite sure. So I don't have hair. Before that, I had hair all the way past my butt, and it was sort of the marker of me. And I shaved it, and it felt like freedom. But I don't think it was because of gender, necessarily. I don't think that was what that was. I've been told all my life how beautiful I was because of my hair. And I didn't want to be beautiful because of my hair. In a weird way, it was a test to see what would happen if I didn't have hair anymore. Would I still be a beautiful creature? And I wonder now, this uh, Peter Pan in a woman's body who is a mama. I think my gender is way more fluid than a lot of uh, the people I know. But I wonder now, as the wrinkles continue and my hair is going more and more white every day, I wonder if I'm still beautiful. I know what everybody would say. It doesn't matter what anybody would say. I'm trying to find my own beauty in my waning age. I'm trying to find my feet here. You know, I want to talk about this whole made mother crone thing, but I don't want to offend anyone. So it puts me at kind of a loss. I had someone write to me recently who chose not to have children and. Is struggling with the whole made mother crone schema, and I had to agree with her quite a bit. I'm not sure that it gives um, some of us enough room for our natural processes. And while I do understand that whole second Saturn return that so many people do adhere to, that feels very restricting for someone, let's say, that has had a hysterectomy or has. Gone through a gender journey or what may have you. To deny someone their own autonomy and their journey, it doesn't feel right to me. While there was no way that I was croning, and when I say croning, I mean entering a different level of my life that had to do with reflection and applied knowledge, and I guess I'm a little conflicted about the whole thing suddenly because. I do feel that I am going through this process, but I don't think that there would have been a perfect analogy or a timeline or a mathematical equation that would predict that for me. It doesn't really allow for magic to have to adhere to these categories or these particular steps, and anything that's not organic does sort of bother me. You know, it, it doesn't really suit to have to follow that directive perfectly and in alignment. What of the women who give birth very late in life? Ah, What are we going to do with that? What of the women who never give birth? What of transgender women? I'm thinking we need to kind of loosen the hold on these categories a little bit. They are, after all, ancient, and some can be even archaic. I don't know that they suit the way that they should anymore. And I know that witchcraft altogether is starting to change. And that's a good thing because that means it's growing and not stuck in some relegation of the past. And I don't know how y'all feel, but hold on. Let me just read that for y'all. Now, before I do this, I just want to say that I do see the other side of this equation But if we cannot question our own ideas and our own precepts and the craft, well, then then we are ascribing to dogma, and I'm not going to do it, y'all, I'm not going to do it. So let me read. This is from Shannon, and I'm going to break into the middle of her email because some of it is private. And she said, I was really thinking on your episode about croning. And I know your guest mentioned that in her practice, croning happens when you haven't bled for a year and a day. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that. I don't remember saying that, but I believe you. <laughs> um, and while I totally get that there is a biological aspect to that and that aging and all do play a part, I have to say, I disagree. I'm currently 33 and I feel like I've been croning for about five or six years. Now, that isn't necessarily to say that I feel like I'm the wise elder that I hope one day to be just yet. Certainly not. But I've always identified with a crone for several reasons. One of which is that I've never had any inclination toward motherhood. So for me, the maiden mother crone trifecta has always presented as a little problematic. I am certainly not in my maiden era anymore and frankly wouldn't want to go back if I could. Don't get me wrong. I miss not waking up with back pain. Me too, girl. I miss being able to eat whatever I want, drink whatever I want, and stay up all night and get up and go to work the next day without a killer hangover. Girl, you are preaching to the choir. Me too. These days I can sleep on my neck wrong and I can't look to the left for three days. (laughs) And my body makes it abundantly clear that if I haven't had enough water, have had too much sugar, I've had too much red meat, et cetera. But I'm also much wiser than I was in my early 20s. Let me just break in here and say that's going to continue to happen for every decade of your life. It just does. I thought I was where I needed to be. I thought I was one kind of wise old bitch when I hit 40. I could not have been more wrong. And I'm probably going to look back at 50, well, 6 as of the morning and say, wow, I was still a youngin." (laughs) It just continues. Anyway, she goes on and says, and I think that's why lately I've been feeling major crone energy. I'm also a very old soul. I'd much rather be with a small select tribe who really get me relaxing and enjoying the slower things in life. I'm also past the point of letting people treat me however which way they please which I also feel has a major crone vibes. That being said I also know that there is a vast amount of knowledge and life experience that I don't have yet. I know there's much I don't know which is a kind of knowledge in and of itself so I've really considered myself to be at least moving towards croning since I've had these realizations just wanted to share that with you in case there are any other youngish old souls like me out there. All right, Shannon. Yeah, there are. My adopted daughter, we're gonna call her Raven, and she is my adopted kid. Well, she's roughly around the same. No, I think she may be hitting 40 soon in a year or so, but she has gone through so, so much. She has a tumor we're dealing with. She has other autoimmune diseases. And I don't think I've ever met an older soul than her, ever. In a lot of ways, way older than me. So confused as to why she would have wanted to study with me because she seems so much more wise. She would argue with me right now. I'm sure if she's listening, she's slamming her hand on her desk. But I reckon her body has put her in such a position as to go through some, I guess, croning energies, which is not the same thing as a physical croning, but the energies still do matter in her life. And while I've been her teacher for 11 or 12 years, we'd have to go look at the math and she's a priestess now. I still, you know, I look up to her. I do. I think she has tapped into something that is old and wise and deep and has little to do with a number. And I respect that. I respect it deeply. And I think if I hadn't have done so, I could not have been her teacher if I just treated her like the young kid on the block. But here's the thing, honey. Shannon, I don't know the answer to that question. The moment I lean into this microphone and I sound like I know all and all that shit, y'all stop listening to me. I don't want anything to do with that. There's not a rule on my little book. There's not a precept I'm going to hand to you. I very much understand the trifecta of maid, mother, and crone. I've gone through those feelings. I've gone through those stages. I've gone through those changes. But what if my body didn't line up correctly? What if, uh, for instance, I was transgender and those things didn't line up just perfectly? Would that mean that I did not get to experience those things? And I would call, well, I hope I don't lose too many of y'all, but I would call bullshit on that. Our souls are very specific entities, aren't they? I think they are. And sometimes they just do not. Well, they don't follow the rules (laughs) of what our physical bodies are translating to the world. So, you know, honey, fuck them if they can't take a joke. If you are going through something and you are feeling this, I'm not going to be the witch who tells you that you're not Cronin or that you're not a Cronin in a very young body already. I'm not too much into gatekeeping. I have to tell y'all right up front, gatekeeping is not one of my favorite things. There's very, very, very few moments in which I would say, ugh, that feels uncomfortable for me. Very few indeed. Let's talk about the things that do get me, okay? Where do I gatekeep? Upon occasion, I will see someone claim that they've been trained in this or that or the other, or Allude to it when I know damn straight they were not, and I mean personally, no, that they were not, and it just is a falsity and it makes me kind of, well, want to smack them with a wet fish. I keep it to myself most of the time these days. I don't spread that, but it makes me uncomfortable. Either you were trained or you aren't trained, or either you do have experience in something or you don't, but to falsify that and Especially to falsify that in a public forum like I'm doing right now or other folks are doing. People trust you, you know, or at least, we I I mean, maybe I don't understand. I don't talk to a whole lot of podcasters, but I would assume that we would want their trust. And it's gross. You know, (laughs) it's gross if you were pretending to be somebody you aren't. And if you're not sharing your own, well, ups and downs and hurdles and flaws, it just feels to me inauthentic. So I don't like that. Um, I reckon I don't do a lot of gatekeeping on that. I just won't listen anymore. And let's see. Um, I don't like it very much. This is just me. When some witch out there might tear down another witch because of their path or the way they talk or the way they dress or any of that. I It feels antithetical to where we're trying to get as witches all together. I think there's room for all of us out here. And I have a whole lot of Wiccan friends. And I know they would stand for me, vouch for me, and say that I do respect their path very much. I'm not Wiccan myself, but I do respect them. And I think there's a lot of hard work that goes into that. And so I can see the relevance of paperwork for that. But there's something about lineages that do have the paperwork that, you know, need honor, need respect. But I don't feel like that is a necessary distinction for all of us. I don't think it's necessary at all. Depends how long have you studied, whether or not you've had a teacher. At the end of the day, I reckon I don't really enjoy anything that would limit the magical experience and the individual experience. We're just all so fucking different. And that's where, at least for me, the magic actually comes from. Anyway, Shannon, honey, I have run off the rails on you, and I'm so sorry, but I think I've done the best I can to answer that question. I'm a grandma now, and it does help that my experience has fell in line with my DNA and my body and the changes it has gone through. And in that way, I'm very, very blessed. But that is not necessarily the path of everyone. Take it from Peter Pan, honey. We're not what we seem to be sometimes. And whoever you are right now and your experience and where you are in your magic and your craft, that is sacred. And I'm going to borrow a word from the Christian community and call it holy. And ain't nobody out there going to take that from you, honey. But I do want to open this conversation up to my transgender and otherwise not in line folks out there. Do some of these categories feel neglectful of your experience or excluding of that experience? And I think as witches, we need to talk about that. Right, Timmy, I'd love to put something on the air and let other folks know how they're not so alone. All right, well, I am overdoing shout outs, so let me get to that real quick. Well, I want to thank all the new patrons Melissa, Susan, and by the way, y'all. Susan was my best friend in fifth grade. Also fourth, I believe, but we reconnected, I guess, gosh, uh, 40 years later and found out we were both witches and I thought about putting her on the podcast sometime. We got to get that girl a microphone. Also, Christopher and Kelly and Shannon and Alicia and Jessica. Thank you all so much. I'm not sure if Belle got a shout out, so I'm going to throw her in here too. If you get two shout outs. Hey, honey, I love you. We are having so much fun over on Patreon. I share a little bit more over there because, well, it feels private. I factor if y'all folks want to come over here and support the podcast. Well, we're family, so I do a lot more over there. Thank y'all so very much for keeping this podcast going and for loving on me on my birthday. That was fun over there. And finally, let me just say that, y'all, this is one fucked up hairy ride. Getting older, being a witch. All of these things are so much different than what I suppose most of our neighbors are going through. We are more intuitive. We think deeper about our lives. We are constantly understanding where the earth is going through her growing pains and, regretfully, sometimes her injuries we are a beautiful tribe. Let's not tear each other down in that. I'm not always loving light. Y'all, I have definitely spit in the wind upon occasion, but when it comes to each other, when it comes to witchcraft in general, can we have a little bit more generosity of spirit and kindness? I'll leave you with that. I've got a big ass party I got to go to tomorrow night, Out in the woods with my people, we're gonna have a fire, we're gonna sit around, we're gonna drink wine, and I'm gonna celebrate getting older. And oh, as I'm leaving, let me say this I was taught all my life to never be proud of myself, to never celebrate. That was um, narcissistic and selfish. By the way, that lesson got in so deep that I wasn't ever able to enjoy the skin I was in or the life I was leading. I am reversing that as I age in my own cronehood as I define it. One of the things I am celebrating is all of the wonders that created myself. Because if I don't do that, I cannot love me and I can't love anyone else. So if you have a birthday, assure that you celebrate that. You are a wonder. All right, I'm out of here next week. I have the Science Witch podcast crew actually (laughs) showing up in Alabama in my backyard. Yes, they are showing up in my backyard. I think we are thinking about podcasting from there. I'll get the details for that later. Love y'all like chicken. Talk to you next week. Y'all have been listening to the Southern Fried Witch Podcast. Come back around next week for a little bit more magic from the Deep South.